Welcome to The Biggest Winner with David Hochberg. Hey everybody, David Hochberg, host of The Biggest Winners Contest podcast here on WGM Plus. And we're going to take a little detour today because I had a couple of cancellations for the podcast. And we're going to go um, real estate related. We're going to go realtor related. We're going to talk with one of the top realtors in this area, Chuck Dunlop. Chuck, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, David. How are you? Great. Uh, who do you work for and what areas do you cover? Let's get that out of the way. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Stark Real Estate, which is a mouthful, but we're located in Bloomingdale. We basically you know, specialize in the uh, western suburbs of DuPage County. And we refer everybody looking for our my team, Team Hochberg at Pearl Mortgage, refers everybody that calls in to um, our team from the radio, from the Internet, from all over who are looking to buy in the areas that Chuck and his beautiful wife, Kelly, cover um can't speak high any more highly of them they are phenomenal realtors very professional very knowledgeable in the area and we're going to tap into that knowledge today chuck we're going to tap into uh we're going to do two segments one podcast is going to be on buying and one podcast is going to be on selling and the importance of incorporating a realtor into your search when buying a home and incorporating a realtor into your search when you're selling a home so let let let's start out. We're going to do the um, purchase side on this podcast, folks. So, Chuck, on, on on purchasing a home, what's the most important thing that buyers should have, that buyers should do, that buyers should be prepared for before 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 picking up the phone and calling a realtor to try to look at homes? The first step is calling you and your team because the biggest thing in this market is. You and a lot of people out there who are in the market looking probably know it's one of the hottest markets that we've been in in a long time, which means that homes are going very, very quickly, which further means that if you are in a situation where you want to submit an offer on a home, if you are not approved, um, and, that, and I'll let you explain the difference between approved and pre-approved. A lot of people go with pre-approved, but if you are not approved for a loan and you submit an offer, you're not going to get that house. You're going to lose it. Okay, right now you said it's a hot market. It's uh, done a 360 from the the uh, disaster that we had in 07, 08, basically 07 through 2010, 2011. It started turning the corner in 2011 when the economy started getting better, 2012. And ever since that period of time, it was, I, I remember it well. It, it, was, it was right around the Super Bowl, 2010, 11. I don't know exactly the year, but I know it's right around the Super Bowl because I was sitting there watching the Super Bowl getting calls multiple calls that Sunday of the Super Bowl from people that we had pre, uh, pre-qualified at the time because we didn't have the pre-approval at the time um, or, or the approval at the time. We, we, uh, people that were being schlepped around by realtors in the middle of a snowstorm and 30, 40 below weather making offers on homes. And I'm like, well, this is a sign. Okay, and things have turned around. And the biggest difference between that period of time where you could come in with the pre-qualification, you could come in with the pre-approval, basically stating that a lender like like myself or or, or a member on my team at, Pro, at Team Hochberg at Pro Mortgage has reviewed your loan doc, it has, it has reviewed your income documents, your tax returns, your bank statements, your pay stubs, your W-2s, your K-1s, your 1099s. And yeah, it looks good. And yeah, you would probably, you know, could qualify to buy up to $300,000 with these taxes and, and, and this insurance. The change that's happened in the past six months, Chuck, is that, as you know, when you go into a home, there's already five offers on the table or three offers or four offers on the table by the time your offer comes in. Would you agree or disagree with that statement? 
No, 100% true, which is why you really need to stand above the rest in terms of what your offer looks like. And, you know, the, the starting point to that is like you're talking about, which is making sure that you are approved. And, uh, you know, and a lot of people out there who are listening, they've heard the term pre-approval, um, but you're the one who's introducing approved. Right. Would you mind for a moment just kind of explaining to them that difference? Because there is a, a very large difference in that. Well, it, it's a huge difference. Pre-approval means that a lender or a lender's assistant, a part of the lender staff, has looked at the the documents and has basically have a good feel. An approval is an underwriter has already underwritten. It's like it's like passing here. I, I always use this analogy. It's like taking a quiz in high school and passing the quiz to your friend behind you who's got the number two pencil with the big fat eraser on it. Okay. It's not the same as taking a test and passing it forward and the teacher taking it home and, and you get it back the next day with a bunch of red marks all over it. Okay. The, the biggest difference is a pre-approval is just that you're pre-approved, right? You're not approved. Somebody's looked at it, but an underwriter has not looked at at your information. What we do is we do a full approval. An underwriter looks at it, which is the same thing as a teacher grading your paper, and the underwriter has approved your loan. You're basically ready to go as long as, I have to put a couple of caveats in here, the, there's no um, damage or, 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 or challenges of the house, structural challenges, paint, or anything like that. As long as the title's clear, which we don't have any control of because the seller gives us, the seller's attorney gives us the title, or if you go and you know lose your job or or destroy your credit between the approval process and buying a home. Other than that, Chuck, it's 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 basically the same as or it's not the same as a cash offer, but it's as good as you get next to a cash offer. So when you go in to make that you know when make that offer with the three or four other ta- offers on the table, how important is that if you're a selling agent instead of a buying agent? How important to you, to you is that on your side of the table as a buy as a seller agent? Yeah, so when I'm listing a home and we have offers coming in on that home, I'm going to obviously sift through, and in this market we are getting multiple offers, so we obviously look at the cash offer first and foremost. If we have something that's, that's approved, that's, that's number two, and in third position is going to be a pre-approval, and if you don't have anything at all, then you're not even considered. Got it. All right. So we got the approval process out. A lot of a lot of people are out there saying, you know, touting their pre-approval, and they're going to give, you know, one guy's advertising right now that – that that that, that if, if you don't close, you're going to uh, they're going to give the seller a thousand dollars and the buyer a thousand dollars, which is great. But if the loan doesn't get approved, great. You get a thousand. The seller gets a thousand, but you don't have an approved loan. We, on the other hand, when you go in to buy that house, that loan is already approved, subject to acceptable appraisal, acceptable title. And you still have a job and you haven't gotten any and blown up your credit. Other than that, we basically have to order a appraisal, and we have to order uh, updated maybe bank statements and pay stubs if, if, if things have expired. One quick look, lock the loan, done. And the other part is, Chuck, the shorter that you lock a loan to when you close, the better the rate. So you are giving yourself an opportunity to secure an already low rate, even lower. So, okay, so we got the approval and pre-approval out of the way. What's the next thing that a buyer should do when considering to buy a home before they call you or when they call you? What's the next step? I would say that the next step is going to be to figure out exactly where you want to live. I think where you want to live versus the house that you want to live in is more important. The reason why is because where you, where you decide to live, you can choose different options within that community. Um, but things like schools, things like your job and your location to the proximity from work to home, things like that are 
you know, highly considered beforehand. I would make sure that you're kind of honed in on a community, not to say that you've got to be locked in on a community, because trust me, I've worked with many buyers who started out in one area and then for whatever reason they ended up elsewhere. But primarily I would say location of the home is where you want to look at first because you can choose a, you know, a single-family home. You'll have different options within it, but you'll be happy if you're living where you want to live. I'll give you a perfect example another variable, and you said it already, um, in uh, our schools. And uh, another uh, great variable is hospitals, health care. Another great variable is uh, proximity to public transportation. I want to be able to – here, I, I, I'll give you three, okay? I want to be in an area within 10 miles of a, of a world-class uh, hospital. I want to be within – uh, a half mile to a mile of a train station, uh, Metroline, because I work downtown or travel downtown, and, and having access to that transportation is important. And they want to have access to Glenbrook North High School because these three things are important to me, okay? Downtown Northbrook is your choice, okay? I, I mean, that, that's basically if you want to go to Glenbrook North, right, and you want to be within, you could be, um, you know, you could live within a mile of walking distance, of, of a train station. I'm from Northbrook, and I'm just bringing that up as an example. Would those three variables be something important when calling you? Of course. Yeah, they're always important. Um, you know, everything that, everything that you talked about is important. There's other factors as well. And if you have any listeners who, you know, would like to talk to me about that, I'd love to go over in detail with it. You can reach me at 630-240-6021. All right, now let's compare and contrast you your professional, you know, your professional um, skills and your techniques and your training versus these online uh, realtors that give kickbacks to the buyers and sit in their underpants waiting for the phone to ring. And, you know, these online lenders drive me crazy. Uh, talk about the differences between you and Kelly, your wife, and the expertise that you're going to get versus, you know, going online and Googling something and, and seeing a face next to that and, and, and hitting that name and, and calling that name? Yeah, so basically that's a terrific point to bring up because a lot of people are, you know, they're, they're brought into, you know, low fees and um, they want something done for cheap. And I can tell you this, what we do is we sit through our buyers or sellers. Either way, we are involved 100% from start to finish. We will, on the buy side, We'll go through, we'll do all the due diligence we need to do to find the right community, the right home for them. You know, we're obviously, we're the ones who are present with the inspectors. When that's done, uh, we make sure that the appraisal process has been completed. I'm very involved in the loan process because that's a huge process for both the buy side and the sell side, right? I mean, if you're buying a home, you got to make sure that certain dates are met so that you get your contingencies met and you get your loan at closing. If you're selling a house... Same thing. We need to know that the buyer's doing that so that we know that we're going to be at the closing table. We go to the closings. We're literally there from every step of the process. We help you. If you don't have an attorney, we get attorneys for you. And we work with the attorneys. We recommend attorneys that work very, very well um, throughout the process. And what's important to me in terms of an attorney is their ability to communicate with you. I've worked on several transactions where there's zero communication with the attorney. An attorney is a huge component of the process sure um the ones that we work with they they're super they're they're fantastic in terms of what they do in communication well it's control of the transaction you know what i mean you don't want that's it again you don't you want to hire an attorney that is a real estate attorney not a a personal injury attorney you want to hire an attorney that's a real estate attorney not a divorce attorney you want to hire a an attorney that's a real estate attorney not a litigator why because 
they're a real estate attorney and they specialize in real estate and it's basically what they do every single day. So listen, we're, we're running out of time here, but in closing, in closing, in closing, address this because I'm getting, I don't get this as much on the buy side. I get it more on the sell side and this, this comment, this statement, I don't need a realtor to buy a home because I'm going to be able to sell and negotiate a better, a, a better deal for myself if there's only one realtor, I'm going to get a break on the price if there's only one realtor instead of two. Please address that, the truth or the false, you know, true or false, and, and explain why that is either true or false. Well, what I'll tell you is that if you're listing a home with an agent, then you're going to list it for X percentage, whatever that is, right? And regardless of whether or not the buyer comes in, if the buyer represents himself or has an agent, that commission is already negotiated on the seller side. So from the sales side of it, uh, I would, you know, on both sides, I strongly recommend to use a realtor, and not because I am one. It's because what you, what you get when you use a realtor, if you use me and Kelly, we'll go in there, and here's the biggest thing. What we do is we do our due diligence. It's very easy for anybody to go without a realtor to go look at a home. Yeah, I like this one. Terrific. I love it. Then they go and they think about the next step. Okay, well, how do we, how do we submit an offer without an agent? There's ways to do that, right? How do you realistically, though, value that home? You just look at what? Well, you can look at Zillow, which is completely out, outdated data. You can, you know, there's other things that you could look at that are not at all sufficient. We use the MLS. We get the, we get the comps in the last month, last two months, last three months. And what we do for our buyers in this situation is we'll look and we will recommend, based on what's selling, what's out on the market, what would be the true price to put down an offer, not the one that is on the paper, because as we know, the one that is on the paper isn't often realistic, or maybe it is, but, you know, there's other things that we can do. Yeah, and, and you know, another point is, doesn't the sell, doesn't the realtor representing both sides have a, have a fiduciary responsibility more so on the seller than the buyer? Is that true or false? Well, if you're working with the buyer and the seller, then that's dual agency, which needs to be disclosed to okay. both parties and it needs to be signed. And in that situation, yeah, you have, I would have, if I represented the buyer and the seller, I have um, the fiduciary duty to the seller. I am not able to necessarily negotiate if I'm representing the buyer in that situation. I can make suggestions, um, but I have a fiduciary responsibility to the seller, and I could make recommendations and suggestions to the buyer, but I can't be as active in the transaction, although I can represent both. Got it. And, that, and that's it. And, and, that, and, and again, you're not saving any money, you, and the representation is the key, and you always need representation. It doesn't cost any money if you're using it on the buy side. And that's, that's the other thing, point. and that's what I was going to close with. I was going to ask you, what does it cost a buyer to use a realtor? Zero. Right. Why? We get paid by the seller. Seller pays it. Okay. There you go. Enough said. So if you're looking to if you're looking to buy a home, you know, give Chuck a call or consider giving Chuck a call. He's 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 a great realtor. Him and his wife are a great team. They handle the southwestern suburban market um, and basically all points in between. If people want to reach you, Chuck, how do they reach you? Six three zero two four zero six zero two one. All right, you've been listening to the biggest winner contest on WGM Plus. I'm David Hochberg. You want to reach me? Just give me a call at 312-751-1333 or go to WGNDavid.com. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Biggest Winner with David Hochberg.